Diving, and welcome to this episode of the Career Success Podcast. Today, we will be joined by Gianluca Detondo, the Senior Global Brand Director for the Heineken brand. Gianluca is a versatile executive with 19 years of experience in Heineken, the global leader in the premium segment, a market leader in Europe, and with a solid number two position in other regions. Gianluca is energetic, natural leader who believes in the power of the right team, builds on people's strengths, and stimulates them to create value beyond their own expectations. He's passionate about brands, quality, and creating a positive contribution to society. He's been described as self-motivated and entrepreneurial with an edge in global marketing, managing partnerships, motivating teams, and getting things done. Welcome, Gianluca. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. So let's start off with the topic of leadership. Leadership is a key part of your current position. How do you define yourself as a leader? Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because last year the Heineken company set up uh, specific training for the top management together with the Harvard University, and uh, one of the of the point was defining our leadership style. Mm-hmm. And after the session, we conclude together that my leadership style is what they call transformational. Because I'm goal-oriented, I'm result-driven, I'm participative, but also decisive. And Mm -hmm. the two last points are critical in a Dutch company and in a Dutch society. You know, the Dutch society is very egalitarian. In pure principle, they would like every time to finish a meeting with everyone agree on what to do. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, this is unlikely to happen. So you need to be good in listening, everyone. You need to be good in let everyone living with a feeling that he has been heard and uh, the, his point has been taken into account. But then you also need to be good in taking your own decision because at the end of the day, is your call. Sure. So the balancing of these two elements are very, are very important. And uh, also, accordingly to Harvard, this is what uh, you know makes a, a leader more effective. Because he listens to people, he empowers them, but at the end of the day, he's also willing to take his call, even if someone will be disappointed with that. Sure. As well, I mean, I'm sure you've heard uh, from, from your employees over the, the past years, you know, the feedback culture is one which many people are looking for today. And companies have really yeah. brought this initiative to the forefront. We're giving feedback as a day-to-day activity. Uh, what is the best feedback that you've ever been given and why? You know, that's that's funny because it's a feedback that I didn't receive from my direct boss. I received it directly from our CEO. Two years ago, there was a big change. So our CMO left the company and I was reporting into him. And honestly, I think he was one of the best marketeers we ever had in the, Heineken, in the Heineken company. So I had a meeting with the CEO and he said, you know, this is happening and Heineken is the, this is the biggest brand we have and marketing is uh, sits at the core of what we are doing for the brand. But I believe that, and he literally said to me something I will never forget, I believe you don't need anyone that will tell you how to fly and where to go. You're very good in doing this yourself. So we fully trust you and you're going to be even more independent moving forward in doing your job on the Heineken brand. And that was a great feedback because it was really, you know, I love my independence and I love to be responsible for my own course of action. So the fact that the CEO of the company was giving me this trust was uh, very, very important for me. It was a huge driver. 
All right, great. And um, as well, I know that um, setting goals is a key part of every successful career. At the end of your career, if you have accomplished all of your goals, uh, where would you be or what would you have achieved? Yeah, I think two things. First of all, I would love to stay my whole career in the same company. I, I love Heineken. I've been growing the company as part of who I am also as a person. So that's something that I would really love to achieve. And second, working for so many time on the Heineken brand, the Heineken brand is a brand with a huge legacy. You know? Here in, in, in the Heineken, uh, in Amsterdam, we have the Heineken Museum in which uh, we acknowledge all uh, the key moment in the history of the brand. Yeah, I would love to be someone that would have been remembered to be able to reach one of these big, you know, step change or turning point on the brand in terms of performance, but also in terms of consumer perception. And today we are talking a lot about purpose for a brand and we are working hard to make the purpose for the Heineken brand resonating more with the consumer. I would really love to be remembered as the guy who did it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, bringing up the topic of the, the Heineken brand, uh, what is it like to work on one of the most well-known brands globally? And uh, is it possible now to move to a better brand? It's very hard. So coming from, from the second part of the question, it, it's very hard for me to think something that is better of what I'm doing because it's really is combining... Uh, you know, the, the freedom to operate uh, with with a brand that is one of the most important brands in the world. And as a marketeer, this is really something uh, that is priceless. But also with the ability to really manage the business basically in most of the markets in the world. So really feeling the diversity of the different business uh, background and landscape. So it would be difficult for me to think something better. On the other side, working on Heineken is a privilege and is a pleasure because for me, as I, I say uh, in, in my company, say, you know, this is a job in which it will be very hard for you to get bored because every day something new happens. Every year you start from, uh, you know, a white page and you need to rewrite everything again and you need to adapt yourself to the changes that are keep on happening, especially in this in this period in time. So it's so fascinating, it's so rich that is it's, it's a powerful driver of motivation in itself. Sure. I mean, looking at the, the FMCG industry or maybe even the alcoholic beverages industry, uh, what have you seen are the biggest changes in the past five years? I think they are related to the to the same dynamic. I think uh, the biggest change is in our consumer. You know, the, the race of the so-called millennials change a bit and shift the paradigm between, you know, brands and consumer. We know that these guys are driven by different motivation compared to the previous generation. Mm -hmm. And together with them, there was equally what we call the digital revolution. So everything becomes digital. And for the first time, you have a media that is not only is a media, but is also a content provider. So for marketeer, we had to adapt ourselves, especially the beer business that is quite, uh, you know, traditionally driven. We do business in most of the market through distributors. And this guy takes a bit of time to adapt himself to the changes. You know? So for this guy, if you do or don't do TV, is a big news. Mm -hmm. But we know that for our consumer audience today, 
you know, TV is, is not any more critical. So you need to find a new way to reach them. In any case, you also need to find a way to not to spoil your relationship with your distributor. So that's very interesting. And also because this, this new target audience change super quickly. So what is trendy yesterday is not going to be trendy tomorrow. So it's not that once that you crack what you believe is the right way to engage with them is done. No, no, you need to be always, uh, you know, at the edge because, you know, tomorrow there's going to be a different challenge. Tomorrow there's going to be a different channel that is going to rise. And you need to be very quick in mastering all these changes. One of our previous podcast guests, Stane Demiersman, who's the general manager of commercial operations for the UK for L'Oreal, was saying the effect that bloggers and vloggers have had on brands. Would you say that they've had the same effect on the Heineken brand? Yeah, of course, because, you know, what for, especially in a, in a family-owned company, with the brand that has the same name of the family and the company, as you can imagine, controlling the brand is very high on my agenda. But we are living today in a moment in which you cannot control everything because consumer wants, they want to create content on your brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bloggers are going to talk about your brand. So you are not in control any longer. You need to find a way that you give them the right information and, you know, the right motivation to, to, to do things that are correct for the brand, but you cannot manage them. And this sure. is something that you need to you need to deal with. Sure. Yeah, um, I was attending the IGD big debate last year in London, and um, Dr. Demetrius Sivercross, a professor at the University College London, discussed how important the experience is to a shopper, and that the experience drives choice. I'm sure you've heard of or maybe even seen the M&M store in London, yeah. New York. Do you see this concept growing? Yeah, I must say that experience marketing sits at the core of what we do as a brand since a long time. We have been expressing this as, a, I would say, as a part of our sponsorship program, no? because we are not the kind of brand that sponsor a platform just to get our name associated with a big platform like, I don't know, UEFA Champions League, or just to put the Heineken banner in uh, in the pitch board we want to create a consumer experience related to this to this platform so, so sometimes i say if you are the owner of one of these incredible property we are a bit annoying as a partner because we want to do things related to your property we want sure. to create consumer engagement we want to create you know a reference world in which the consumer can emerge himself that is a combination between our brand, the point of view that the brand has on your platform and your own platform. So we have been working on experience marketing since a long time. Of course, now we are translating this to the point of sales uh, in different ways. So we have in some markets, we have branded store. Uh, maybe one or two flagship store in which you can really immerse yourself in the in the in the Anakin world. Of course, in Amsterdam we have the Anakin experience that is far uh, the best one that we have, and we have over one million visitors per year. So quite a big success. Is the fourth uh, touristic attraction in the city. So and the other three are you know Van Gogh Museum, Rich Museum, and Anne Frank House. So big uh, big attraction. Sure. So this is very, very important. For us is also how to move it from just one single big piece of activation to everyday store. How you sure. can make your shelf 
a bit more interactive with the consumer, how you can make the experience of drinking Heineken in a bar more you know, interesting for the consumer. I think this is the next step, moving from one single concept to explode this in all the touch points that you usually have with your consumer or your shoppers. Okay, so lastly, uh, looking a bit at talent management, what do you think are the new skills that managers need to have to, to be able to adapt and lead today's millennials? You know, I think that at the end of the day, at, at the core of the way you can manage this guy is inspire them. You, mm-hmm. They need to see you not only as a boss, but as a mentor. You need to keep on getting excited. You need to fuel their passion and they need to see the passion in you. At least I see with the new generation of, of the people joining my team, they really look at me as someone that first and foremost is passionate of what it does. No, I, I say many times, it's very hard to draw a line between my job and my life because sure. are so much interconnected. And you became a role model because you deeply believe in what you're doing. It's very hard that you can take joke or cheat this guy. If you're not really passionate and you're simply play the character, they're going to find it out. And this sure. is going to play the other way around. So this is why I say inspiring them is the key thing. Well, Gianluca, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today on the Career Success Podcast. 